This is Scott, host of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast and Black author. You could get all three of my books. My first book, Systematic Racism and Capitalism, Alliance of Oppression. My second book, Hypocrisy in America, The Veil of White Supremacy. And my third book, my first novel, Exodus 2035, all available on Amazon.com and Amazon Kindle. If you don't have a Kindle, you can download the Kindle app to your smartphone or tablet, and you can access those products. Thanks for listening. Um, don't forget you and you network. You can find that on Instagram, you and you underscore network, where you can find all the shows uh, under the you and you network. Shout out to the you and you network. You know what I'm saying? And all those podcasts that's on you and you network. Think for the you and you network. The head brothers at you and you network. You can check out the socials at you a n d u underscore network uh, i got one question for you guys before you guys leave i was thinking when i was on my way over here i was wondering why i haven't gotten a question from you guys about the jerry jones photo but when the Kyrie thing was going on you guys were quick to ask us questions about that okay. um hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on and i don't even want you guys to say nothing when i watched Kyrie talk and he says i know who i am but I want to keep the same energy when we're talking about my people and the things that we've been through. And that Jerry Jones photo is one of those moments that our people, black people, have been through in America. And I feel like as a black man, as a black athlete, as someone with power and a platform when we do something wrong or or something that people don't agree with it's on every single tabloid every single news coverage it's on the bottom ticker it's asked about every single day but it seems like to me that the whole jerry jones situation photo and i know it was years and years ago and we all make mistakes i get it but it seemed like it's just been buried under like Oh, it happened. Okay, we just we just move on. And I was just kind of disappointed that I haven't received that question from you guys. Stephen A., your reaction to all of this? I'm pretty pissed off. And let me say this. <clears throat> I'm pissed off, but not for reasons that people would think. I'm very, very fond of Jerry Jones, and I'm not hiding that from anybody. Is his record perfect? No. But I'm pissed off because he doesn't deserve what just happened. He doesn't deserve it. One report, our report, said he was 14 years old. Another report said he was 15 years old. At minimum, that's 65 years ago. You're going to bring up a picture of Jerry Jones standing at this protest no question what was happening is not something that anybody as a black person should be appreciative about. We had six students at that particular North Little Rock High School that was trying to desegregate the school. No one should it be was, okay it was, with it, it. Nobody should be okay with that. Regardless of We race. understand that. We get all of that. We also understand what we as black people and as black folks, black men have to deal with. And by the way, to some degree, we still deal with a lot of things and we all know it. 
Racism is alive and well. Bigotry and prejudice is alive and well. We get all of that. What I'm saying is, here's the part that bothers me. You want to get on Jerry Jones and his track record, fine. In 2003 or so, you know what? You should have hired. You, you, Dennis Green shouldn't have got an interview on the phone. It should have been an in-person interview. Right. You should have followed the letter of the rule of the law as it pertained to the Rooney rule. He wanted Bill Parcells, universally recognized one of the greatest football coaches we've ever seen. It was clear he wanted Jerry, Bill Parcells. Nobody else was going to have a chance of getting that job. That's what he wants to do. You want to malign him for that? Fine. You want to point out that he's one of seven black, uh, uh, NFL owners that's never hired an African-American as a head coach? Fine. Do all of that. Attack him for that. Go ahead. Yeah. No problem. I see a plethora of African-Americans employed by him. I see black players who played for him who rave about this man and what he's done for them on a personal level. But if you want to go by his hiring record when it comes to head coaches, no problem. Can't go to the executive route because we know it's him. You know what I'm He want to be the president, the right. GM, the owner. Right. He want to do everything. And then he's got his children that he leads on as well. So he can't go to the executive route. But you want to get on him about the head coaches? Fine. But you're going to bring up a photo of him yeah. when he was 14, 15 years old, 65 or 66 years ago. We This is, this is where cancer culture gets into the mix. And you're making an attempt to eradicate him, what he stands for, and all he has done. Yeah. I would Welcome back to the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. You can find this podcast on Apple, on Spotify, on Google Play, on your laptop. Click the link tree in my bio. You can find this podcast for free anywhere you get podcasts. Let's jump right into it. Let's talk about what Jerry Jones have done, has done. Back in 1957, in Little Rock, Arkansas, there was a movement to desegregate the school system. Maybe you heard about the Little Rock Nine. Right? The Little Rock Nine were a group of nine black students enrolled in Little Rock Central High School in 1957. They started it. Their enrollment was followed by what's called as the Little Rock Crisis, in which black students were prevented from entering <clears throat> from desegregating the school system all over Arkansas and in 1957 in North Little Rock High School six black students tried to enter the high school and they were met by a mob of white people preventing them from desegregating the school I'm sure they were calling them all kinds of nigga white they were telling them this school is for whites only we don't want your black asses here Jerry Jones has since confirmed that yes, that was him in that photo in 1957 at North Little Rock High School preventing black kids from desegregating school. He admitted it was him. That's what he was doing. All right, he was practicing racism. Now you can miss me with that. Oh, he was only 14. He was only 15 years old. Here's why. Trayvon Martin was a teenager. People blamed him for his murder. Tamir Rice was only 12 years old. People blamed him for his murder. Laquan McDonald was a teenager. People blamed him for his murder. But they say, well, Jerry Jones should get a pass for his, for practicing racism because he was just a teenager. They talked about Kyrie Irving said he was dumb said he was an idiot said all types of things about Kyrie for two weeks 
because Kyrie Irving tweeted a link to a movie that upset people about the things that they were saying. They held Kyrie Irving responsible for his action promoting something other people were saying. They don't want to hold Jerry Jones accountable for something that he actually did. Think about that. Jerry Jones. They want to give Jerry Jones a pass for actually practicing racism. I'm not talking about in the abstract. I'm not talking about holding Jerry Jones responsible for some obscure white person that lived two, three hundred years ago. I'm not talking about having Jerry Jones holding Jerry Jones responsible for systemic racism in the abstract that he may or may not be connected to. No, this is something that he himself actually participated in. He actually participated in practicing racism and discriminating against black children who were trying to integrate his high school. He wanted to keep that school whites only. That's something that he actually did. And Stephen A. want to give him a pass? Like, oh, he's 14 years old. Oh, forget about it. Ah, oh, no big deal. Not just Stephen A. The meat, the mainstream media want to act like, ah, oh, well, you know. Let's talk about that Kyrie. And I hope Stephen A. really hear this. Stephen A. is the highest paid person on ESPN. Black people rooted for Stephen A. Smith his entire career. Black people supported Stephen A. Smith when he was a sports reporter in Philadelphia. They supported Stephen A. Smith when he made it to ESPN. Even when we disagreed with a lot of the things he was saying. I remember when Stephen A. had like a little talk show on ESPN. Had like a little nighttime talk show on ESPN. Stephen A. Smith has been with ESPN for a long time. And he's been very successful at ESPN. We as black people, we tuned in the first take. We listened to his podcast. We supported him on all the various ESPN television shows because we wanted to see one of us make it. We've always been in Stephen A. Smith's corner. But when it came time for Stephen A. Smith to stand up for us, he sat down. He sat down. That's why people call him names. That's why black folks are upset, are upset with him. That's why. It isn't because we hate him. It's because we supported you, Stephen A. Smith. But when it comes time for you to support us, and look, I get it, you on TV. Part of you have to be opinionated. You have to stand out. You even have to be a little bit controversial. We're not talking about a, something that happened during a sporting event. We're not talking about a controversial call on third down. We're not talking about you know, a bad substitution. We're not talking about you know something that's done on the court or on the field. We're talking about the systematic oppression and destruction of our people. And we got to call it right down the middle on this, man. That's why I hurt so many black people. Because as big of a platform that you have on that television show, 
when it came time to choose a side, you sided with our open enemy. You sided with the man who you said you were very close to Jerry Jones. You said you and Jerry Jones are inseparable. You sided with our oppressor. You sided with the one who says whites only. You sided with the one who told those six black children, you can't come to this school based on race, based on the fact that you are black and we don't want you here. That's what was going on in that photo. You said, oh, let's give him a break. Oh, let's take his side. Oh, it ain't that bad. Oh, you know, that, that was a long time ago. You sided with our enemy. As far as I know, I don't believe this happened in 1957. Jerry Jones is still alive. I believe some of those black students in that photo are still alive as well. Stephen Nation sit down. And he should talk with those six black students who had to face that mob that Jerry Jones was in. And he should talk to them about it. He should interview them. Let's see what they went through. The treatment that they got. The names that they were called. Maybe one of them remembers Jerry Jones. And after you do that interview... Make sure you keep that same energy, Stephen A. Smith. Why don't you sit down and tell him, well, you know, that was a long time ago. And me and Jerry Jones are inseparable. So we just need to cut him a break. That's the problem. That's the problem. We touched on this last episode. Part of the reasons. A big part of the reason. Black folks on TV get these positions and get propped up. Is because they know they are never to say anything negative against white society. N- never. Stephen A. Smith, Charles Barkley, Sha- Shaquille O'Shaq, they ain't got no problems talking about the things the black folks do. But they will never sit up on those television shows and, and say anything about what white folks have done to us as a people. Charles Barkley talked bad about black folks any chance he get. You ain't never heard him say anything about what white folks have done to us. You ain't never heard him say anything negative about non-white people. Charles Barkley went on that television show and he said, Mike Brown and Trayvon Martin deserved it. Charles Barkley believed George Zimmerman. Charles Barkley, he sided with the police officers in Ferguson when the riots was going on. On national TV, Shaq is another one. Black folks rooted for Shaq his entire career. We wanted to see Shaq make it. Shaq became the face of Papa John's. You know how? You know how? Remember how? Remember Papa John's got caught up in all those racist scandals? Multiple ones, not just one. Remember? He was on a conference call calling black folks all kinds of niggas. He got upset when the NFL, when Colin Kaepernick and the NFL players was nailing because he said it was messing up his pizza sales. He don't care about black athletes fighting for social justice. He he just trying to up his pockets. He, you know, he got to, he, he, he got to sell those, <laughs> sell those meat lovers pizzas. He don't give a damn about black people getting rights. Folks was boycotting Papa John's, black folks in particular. 
And then Shaq seen that as an opportunity to up his pockets. He came in, he became the face of Papa John's. Now he got all type of franchises. I'm not sure what type of ownership he has, but now he's the face of Papa John's. Shaq saved that company from going under. He put a black face on it. He kept Papa John's in business. Shaq seen that as an opportunity to up his pocket instead of an opportunity to stand with his people and to take down a major corporation that was disrespecting them. See, that's the difference. When Kanye disrespected a group of non-black people, ain't no corporations, ain't no corporations shoot him no bail. Ain't nobody shoot him no lifeline. That's the difference. Shaq is another one. He called Kyrie all type of idiots and dummies and this, that, and the third. Wasn't Shaq in that movie with Kyrie Uncle Drew? I remember Shaq used to talk very highly about Kyrie Irving. You ain't never heard Shaq come out against systemic racism on his on on that big platform that he has. All the things that black people that black folks have been through recently. You ain't never heard him touch on it. But I have heard Shaq beef with other black folks. He beefed with Kobe. He beefed with Dwight Howard. He had a lot of smoke for JaVale McGee. He beefed with Damian Leonard. He ain't got no problem standing up against another black man publicly. But he put his arm around Papa John's when he was disrespecting our people. And he said, I'll help you out. I see how to get all these commercials. I see how to get these big contracts. I see how they stay on television. They know that they can say anything they want to disrespect black people, but you better not say anything against non-black people ever. <laughs> as much as I don't want to, let's talk about Kanye West. Kanye West has had some openly anti-black views lately. For years, actually. I don't want to hear that his mental health, he's off his meds. What medication prevents you from having anti-black views? Kanye West is is rolling. (laughs) You know, he putting on shirts to say white lives matter. He running around with Nick Fuentes. We'll we'll get on him in a second. He running around with Candace Owens. Just parroting these anti-black talking points that they get from the white supremacists. Kanye West. He done clicked up with Nick Fuentes. Nick Fuentes is so racist. Even white folks say he racist. Mainstream media outlets run by white people call Nick Fuentes a neo-Nazi racist white supremacist. This is what other white folks is calling him. This ain't mental health, guys. That medication pretty much puts up a barrier that blocks you from saying what you want to say. Not taking the medication drops your inhibitions and you just going to say what you want to say anyway. Like I said, there is no medication that prevents people from from repeating racist talking points. He's saying these Kanye West is running around saying these things because he believes them. But some of y'all who don't know who Nick Fuentes is, Kanye's new buddy that he's been running around with for weeks. This is Nick Fuentes. Nine in ten blacks vote for Democrats. Why do they do that? 
God only knows. Why do they play the knockout game? Why do they punch white people in the street for no reason? Why do they rob five 7-Elevens in 30 minutes? Why do they walk around with their pants around their ankles? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not black. So it's not my experience. It's unexplainable. But this is what they do. <laughs> this is how they are. It is what it is. That black vote is locked in, man. It is totally inelastic. It doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter what they believe or who they like. I mean, it just doesn't matter. So why would we create these opportunity zones and a platinum plan and just send the military in. Just do what must be done. Send the military into these black neighborhoods. Make the streets safe. They'll complain about it. It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're never going to vote for us. The movement is slowly coming back around to its implicit racism of the old of the old days. You know, like I remember when Obama was president, there definitely was some thinly veiled, you know, racism there, and sort of is a xenophobia. You Muslim socialist, you're born in Kenya. And now that Katanji Jackson Brown is a nominee, you're seeing conservatives are kind of coming, you're kind of getting a little a little taste of that again. And like I saw Charlie Kirk, for example, Charlie Kirk said, take a good long look at Katanji Brown Jackson. This is what your country looks like on CRT. And, and a lot of liberals called them out for that. And they said, well, what exactly does that mean? <laughs> what the hell does that even mean? It means, uh, yeah, she's black. And if you're a white guy and you dream of becoming a Supreme Court justice, you're going to have to clerk for someone named Katanji Brown Jackson. And so Charlie Kirk was like, he was like this close to saying, look at that black face. <laughs> look at her black face and her name, you know. Not too long ago, I saw a lot of black people on social media saying we got to stand behind Kanye. And this is the dude he rolling with. Why? And y'all, why y'all stand? And y'all want to stand behind Kanye? Because y'all feel like they trying to buck break him? What's happening to Kanye is a PR move because these major corporations don't want Kanye West to take them down with him. This ain't no buck breaking move. Y'all gotta think before y'all just start standing behind folks that don't care nothing about you. Kanye West has not cared anything about black people in a long time. Let's just call it a buck. I mean, the White Lives Matter shirt should have been a red flag. Even before that, him running with Candace Owens for years? I mean, goodness. Y'all like college dropout that much? Y'all trying to hold on to this dude at all costs. Kanye West has been telling y'all for years he don't care about black folk. Do he think Nick Fuentes is going to help him be president of the United States? Kanye West was recently on disgraced media. I don't even know what to call him. Disgraced media mogul Alex Jones. Infowars show. Kanye West did that show last week and he said this. A Nazi, you don't deserve to be called that and demonized. Well, I I see I I see good things about Hitler. Also, the Jew I love everyone, and Jewish people are not going to tell me you can love, um, you know, us, and you can love what we're doing to you with the contracts, 
and you can love what we're you know what we're pushing with the pornography but this guy that invented highways invented the very microphone that i use as a musician you can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good and i'm done with that I'm done with the classifications. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler. You're if you came for Kanye, I don't care who you are. It's a bad look. Point blank, period. One thing that I really want to make clear before I end this broadcast is this. And I'm going to beat this drum until I can't no more. We cannot let athletes and entertainers speak for us. We can't leave it up to the folks on ESPN or TNT or the people in the music business or the entertainment business. They Look, let's just keep it a buck, y'all. I mean, shout out to LeBron. Shout out to Shannon Sharp. Shout out to Jay Will. There's a few, but by and large, they're not going to do it. By and large, they are not going to do it. Why? Because our open enemy has deals with them. They got too much to lose. Okay? These black people get put in positions by these corporations to where if they step out of line, they could take it all away from you. So they're not going to be our voice. We have to be our voice. We have to stand up for us. Once again, The voice of other groups are not athletes and politicians. You don't hear Tom Brady and Luka Doncic talking about white politics. All right. We got to take it in our own hands. We can't leave it up to them because they got too much to lose and they're not going to risk their millions of dollars for you niggers. Most of them don't even like y'all black folks anyway. You could t- <laughs> you could tell Charles Barkley hate black people. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you think he gonna put it on the line for you? I told y'all before. Too many of these athletes and entertainers got that got that Steven and Django mentality. That's what it is. All right, we gonna have to stand up for us. You better not sit back and wait on Stephen A. Smith to say something on your behalf. You're going to be waiting for a long time. Oh, man, we ending the year. This is December. I am not going to record again until 2023. Go back in the archives. Catch up on all the shows. Check out the UNU Network on Instagram, U-A-N-D-U underscore network. Catch up on all those shows. Hope you guys have a great holiday. Hope you bring in the new year right. Catch y'all next year. Until next time, this has been the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. Thanks for listening. I want America to know this about Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith has a very unique job. He is the voice of the racist corporate world at ESPN. They pay him well to say and speak in the racist voice. That's why he laughs at us. Nothing happens to Stephen A. Smith 
when he disrespects black people. He does not get in trouble for this. Have you noticed this? This is the same people that wanted Kyrie to apologize who employ Stephen A. Smith. I don't think there's never been a time in history where a man can say so much negative things about black people and take up for people like Jerry Jones and there is no repercussions for what he do. This Stephen A. Smith's presence in the world is proof as black people, we don't really have a militia or people who ride for us. I bet Stephen A. Smith has not been approached about anything he's done to discredit and shame black people as he does such a well job of on ESPN because ESPN is egging him on to do it. Charles Barkley is being egged on to talk about black people. He married somebody white and he bragged on his daughter marrying somebody white. I'm not saying just because he married somebody white, he's a racist, but Charles Barkley is a self-hating motherfucker. Shaq has proven himself to be someone who has bought into this corporate game where they have made sure Shaq understands you have to say and discredit and bring encouraging thoughts about certain black people on television. They won't get fired for this. This is how they do. That's why they do it. <laughs>